0: BG Mania, a video game music podcast for October 14th, 2021, is presented by RPGera.com. Real quick, this episode was recorded before Koichi Sugiyama passed away. Rest in peace, you will be missed. To kick things off, let's start with Select Your Doom from Carnival, released October 31st, 1998, composed by Kevin Quinn. Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast made possible, of course, now by RPGEra.com. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show this week, I don't even remember what we were calling you. It's been too long. It's the Wednesday night delights. Yes. Yeah, the Wednesday night, uh, the whole effing, I don't don't know. The
1: The whole effing podcast. There you
0: go. Well, I was trying to think of something funnier, but nothing, nothing was rolling off the tip of the tongue.
1: I, I had to be here. It's been a while. The most dreadful time of the fear. It's October, baby.
0: October. And, you know, it, it is a fitting time for us to bring the show back. Um... Before we talk about that, do us a quick favor, if you'd be so kind, head on over to Apple Podcast or whichever app that you've chosen to listen to us on and leave us a quick rating and a review on there because it really does help out in terms of our visibility so that our show continues to grow. And right now, I have a feeling we're going to need it because we've taken a couple months off and as I look, because as the terrible, crappy host that I am at podcasting, I did not look to see how long it's been since we last put up an episode. I can tell you the last number because I have that available. the uh, The last podcast episode of BG Mania was two twelve. That was the high score episode I did by myself. But I don't remember when it was posted. It says August thirteenth. God, wow. we really suck. So if so to, quote, to quote the great rapper Timberlake, "It's been a long" or Timberland,
1: "It's been a long time since you left you without a dope beat to step to," something like that. <laughs>
0: To quote the great rapper Timberlake.
1: Well, JT probably could rap pretty well if he wants
2: to. He could bring Sexy back.
0: I was going to say, I'm pretty sure he's probably already done some rapping at some, some stages of his career. (laughs) <laughs> but, okay, but we're
1: in a new era, the RPG era. How about that,
0: we, we We are in the RPG era, so let's talk about that for a second because I did mention it, us being brought by uh, brought to you, to your ears, through your podcast app of choice, which, again, if you've not left us a rating interview on, please do that. Come on, give us max marks. Thumb down everybody around us. We want to hit the top, baby. Give us the max level, which is the name of our flagship podcast. Again, no longer the Level Down Games podcast, and that's the reason for the name rpg era a lot of you know the things that have gone on in my personal life over the course of the last few months some sad some sadder um some not so sad anymore i guess but it's been tough it's been crazy and BG mania has suffered because of it but also our numbers have not suffered let me just say that first of all and thank you all for that to the show is crazy um They've not dipped. So that's awesome. It's not like they've, it's, they haven't they have grown in, but I mean, I don't blame it because... When they have the Wednesday Night anything. Delight,
1: how can you possibly, you know?
0: We haven't posted anything, but um, the weekly listenership across our old episodes, it's crazy how well they do on Spotify. Spotify has been a legit blessing in disguise to this podcast. And I'm telling you right now, if you're listening and you have a podcast of your own and you're not on Spotify, get on Spotify. Um, RPG era. I don't want anyone to ever be confused by the name RPG era because if you think it, you may get confused and think that our focus is going to be mainly on role playing games, RPGs of any type. And it does help that JRPGs and RPGs of every flavor are my personal favorite genre. But that's not what we mean by RPG era. Yeah, you big dummies, rocket propelled grenades. Well, we're a military podcast now. I guess, yeah. Um, I prefer the Air Force. I don't know. A- aim high. Uh, aim high, shoot low, sweet cherry. That, wait, is that how it goes? <laughs> is, that, is that that song? <laughs> yeah.
1: I actually do know the Air Force theme because I did Air Force JRTC, but no one wants to hear me sing. Yeah,
0: well, you'd be surprised. Off we go. <laughs> to the rivers below. I don't actually know the song. <laughs> I just was trying to add in. Um, reviews, podcasts, gaming. That's what RPG stands for us. And it's been our three pillars, more or less, over the last four to five years now. Like, we were operating under the name Level Down Games, and it was a thing that, you know, Jessica and I had done kind of jointly. But as we move on to individually new chapters of our lives, I just wanted to retire the name and I didn't want it to be the primary brand anymore. So I wanted something more neutral and I wanted something that was simpler. It's much easier, rpgera.com. How easy is that?
1: Totally totally beat out my suggestion of The Wonderful World of Frank.
0: Yeah, that .com still is available. Well, actually, you know what? Is it? <laughs> I bet you because, because it might not be. The Wonderful World of World of Frank dot com. Yeah, no Frank. That webpage exists and I implore you to go to it. And I implore anyone to go to the wonderful world of Frank.com. There's some there's some lovely pictures of a gentleman named Frank and it looks like it documents his world.
1: <laughs> That's not fair. That was gonna be one of them. Okay, all right. Well
0: there you go. <laughs> I don't know what this is, but the website does exist. Um, which is why we couldn't use it. why that's why your suggestion didn't win. And we had a lot of great suggestions, but RPG era is something that wasn't actually even suggested in Discord. Um, It was something that Kyle and I workshopped on our own and uh, really just started to fall in love with it because of the three pillars that it represented. And Frank, you and I were kind of talking about it. We've existed as a community in some fashion for almost 20 years now. Like that's something, man. Yeah, it's been it's been going on 18 years since since we've been kind of involved yeah. with.
1: I even mentioned this on one of our earliest episodes. Of BG you probably Man, did. That that this particular me and Brian listening to music uh, that used to be the original podcast. One recorded it. it was just me and him listening to music on AOL. Oh, yeah,
0: that was back. That's right, in like that's right, t- that's
1: right guys. America Online. It was it, it an was internet service provider. You had to use your telephone to
0: call in. <laughs> back in 2002, 2003. That was definitely what you and I were doing. And it was around 2003 that we started doing our Animal Crossing fan website at the time, Animal Crossing Society. And even though that only lasted a handful of years, you know, we built a community, more or less. A a pretty big one, too. A large community at the time. We were the third biggest Animal Crossing GameCube, because the only game that existed at the time was the GameCube version, the best version still. Eh, well... New Horizons does give it a run for its money, but I still prefer the GameCube because that's the original. Um, But that was the only one at the time. But at that time, we were the third largest fan website and the one that was known for originating the Universal Codes. Now, obviously, we merged with a website that also started Universal Codes and had other people involved that
1: (laughs) (laughs) that we had issues with.
0: They had issues with.
1: They did some things we were well, telling you we
0: it. it's all over everything happened in the past we're in our 30s and frank's in his 40s now so i
1: not in my 40s you asshole
0: so <laughs> getting close though getting close frank getting close no, no, or I'll blow my brains out next Tuesday. I'm not, I'm not making it to 40. Um, but, you know, even even some of the friendships that we built through that website, you know, almost 20 years. It's been 18 years, if you think about it. Some of them are still around, and some of them are still part of the community now. And, and some of them could die alone in Texas. Sorry. Who's in Texas? <laughs> the devil. Oh, yeah. I guess she is, huh? huh. One uh, of them. One of them. Another story, another year. One of them. Uh, (laughs) Man, my life has been a disaster, hasn't it?
2: One after another.
0: Brian, you and I are shit shows. One after another. It's been absolutely insane. And I feel like this podcast has kind of gotten into that as well. Like I said, we've, we've... taken some time off, and I do apologize about that. We're, we're hopefully going to get this train back on its tracks. I was just looking at our upload schedule. Like We were doing pretty good. June 4th we had that Naoki Kodaka composer appreciation episode that Bedroth was supposed to be on, and then completely failed us. Didn't show up for... No, I'm just kidding. We had scheduling issues. Damn you, Bedroth! But go check out if you have not seen I did recently appear on Bedroth's podcast very good music a VGM podcast we did discuss one of my absolute favorite composers Mr. Yuzo Kishiro uh, it was like a two-hour episode. I think it was the longest one he's done in a while. But uh, we had a lot to say. We played a lot of good music, and it was a lot of fun doing that. So make sure you go check out his podcast. And if you're not subscribed to it, um, make sure you are. We actually were talking about uh, talking about some things, and I don't know. We might be making some moves with with his podcast here somewhat soon. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, nice. It means we could we could finally get rid of that crappy media files and focus on the real stuff. <laughs> (laughs) But we did that Naoki Kodaka episode We did the 2012 episode We did the PC-88 episode We did uh, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart And that was all June And I feel like we did a good June and then we took a month off because, you know, Gizmo passed away. And then we came back with the Gizmo and Gremlins episode to tribute to Gizmo. And then everything happened in my personal life and things fell apart. And I tried to hold it together and put out that high score episode because it had been a month again. But now it's been almost two months. Now, so,
1: this will happen much more frequently. I may or may not be around for a couple just because I'm personal things going on with the family. But this is my, my favorite time of day. I love doing this. We're going to keep on doing this. And if Brian stops doing it, you can see the Frank's Franks podcast uh, on your, probably on your toaster because I don't know how to upload things. Uh, so you'll have to figure it out yourself.
0: You know what makes me mad is that you watch AEW and a lot of our audience listens to our AEW podcast, Blood and Destroyers and all the Wrestling podcast starring myself and streamer Dan Crazed11, twitchtv forward slash Crazed11, G Fuel Dan if you're in our Discord server. <laughs> um, but Frank, I know you're watching AEW as well. And you watch Being the Elite, yes? I watch everything. 2.0 stole our gimmick.
1: It is (laughs) true. I was thinking that.
0: (laughs) Like, they they are more over the top than you and I are, but you and I are basically that gimmick when we're on camera and behind the microphone. (laughs) I don't... I, I think you are definitely the more loudmouthed one, for sure. I'm going to take it as a compliment, even though it really wasn't meant as one. Well, you know what I mean, though. B- mm-hmm. y- you, um, Matt Lee, the current BTE champion, the one with the longer hair, he's much more louder and he's got a much thicker fake New York accent. And that's you in a nutshell.
1: I wish it was a fake New York accent, to be honest.
0: Well, yours is real, but that's you in a nutshell. (laughs) And I feel like Jeff, the other guy, is more level headed and is like the thinker of the group. And I feel like that's just me.
1: Yeah. Keep thinking that, thinker.
0: Frank, we have a fun episode to come back with from our from our long hiatus of no BG Mania episodes. Two episodes over the last 4 months is just completely unacceptable. So hopefully we'll get things back on track. I'm not going to promise any bonus episodes to make up for lost time because I barely have time to do what we're doing now. I did because of my, you know, personal life situation's changing. I am back to working a full-time job, 40-plus hours a week, now trying to juggle more RPG-era responsibilities and get everything back on track there. Um, it is a challenge, and it is crazy, but it is manageable. It's just just taking a lot out of me, and I'm sleeping less, which is okay. Um, you can sleep when you die. I will be probably sleeping a lot then pretty soon. Um... But it's October, Frank. It's October, baby. And that is one of our two favorite times here on BG Mania. Three favorite times, I should say. Uh, You know, our three favorite times being October. The anniversary anniversary episodes. The anniversary episodes being one of them. October because of the entire spooky month. And going forward, there'll be February's because of Falcon February. Which is the best which will be a lot of fun. We should, we should do Falcon November. Uh, November.
2: No, not that. No, no. F- we need do Falcom no, November. doesn't no, work. Doesn't, work.
0: Doesn't, doesn't doesn't quite work. We could do... No, I was going to say nin, Nintendo but that sounds dumb as well. Um, we'll figure it but out. But we have, we have some episodes planned over the course of the next several weeks that are going to obviously all be themed in time with the season. I know a lot of people do that, but, I mean, we do it too, and... Coming back. We're going to have some fun with it. And today we decided to focus on one of our favorite things. I think, Frank, you and I both share love for this evil clowns and circuses. Whoop whoop. I tried so hard to justify putting in ch- chicken hunting. Because it was, this, it was the song that was in Backyard Wrestling, which was the song that, you know, by ICP. And I knew for a fact that you would whoop whoop somewhere in this episode. So I had that ready to go on the fly. <laughs> I knew that you would whoop whoop somewhere. You know, I almost bought Fago the other day because I'm living on a very tight budget right now. And I was walking through Save a Lot. And let me tell you, Save a Lot doesn't have a lot of decent brands anymore.
1: How do you turn down a nice cold bottle of Moon Mist? <laughs>
0: They had Fago out the ass though, dude. They had so many different flavors. They had so many different types. I didn't. I went with the tried and true brand that I've always gotten from Save a Lot, the Mountain Hauler. Shout out to Sean. He's gonna he's gonna if he's listening, he'll throw a mountain hauler in the chat. Oh, but um, yeah, man, they have a lot of Fago, but ICP, you know, they're still out there doing things. Didn't one of them just announce something
1: sad? I don't remember. I I know they recently did a documentary uh, and it's probably on like, I think it's on Amazon. No, Um, like
0: one of them revealed. Yeah. um, Violent J, something's wrong with his heart and they're going to be retiring after um, after next year. They're going on one final like. Giant tour, and then he's, they're like going to he's,
1: he's, he's, he's gonna wash the face paint off and go do more guys' grocery games.
0: I guess so, <laughs> but yeah, something I mean, I mean, you know, things happen, but um, yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, We opened up with an interesting track that you have some history with Frank We we, we opened up with select your doom from carn evil, which <laughs> I love the cover or the like the artwork for this game Which it, it was on the the side of the art. This is an arcade game It was on the side of the cabinet, but it's this like stupid looking clown with this giant grinning Teeth, and I don't know. It was—it's meant to be scary. I never thought it was specifically scary. Not really. It was, it was all—it was more like comedic to me. But the game is pretty garbage.
1: It, it is, but it is one of the original games in the movie theater. That, uh, I guess you can say movie theater to you. In the video rental store that used to be by my house, and this—this this was literally like four or five blocks away. I used to walk there all the time. Um, the most awesome horror section I've ever seen. Um, where I rented the infamous movie that you'll hear about on the media files when I talk to Kyle about.
0: Um Oh, tune into that. Yeah. This this coming up episode of the Media Files. Look at us promoting every show that we do know, just right? naturally. <laughs> this this upcoming episode of the Media Files, Kyle is doing a um, our favorite things Halloween episode, where myself, Dan, Sean, and Frank will all be discussing movies that scared the crap out of us. So it'll be fun. Yeah, but,
1: this, the, but this arcade game was—they had a nice little arcade section, and it wasn't many games. But this is one of the ones they had. They had this Busta Move and some version of Street Fighter. Um, but I used to spend like my whole day at this place. Um, not really playing this game because this game kind of sucked. But I was going to uh, say
0: playing this game.
1: No, no, no not playing this game playing Street Fighter. Let's not kill ourselves. Um... <laughs> God, I, I've said this a thousand times on many
0: podcasts. I really miss video stars. I like this track from Carnival, though, even though, you know, the game is kinda not that great. And I think it sets the perfect tone for the uh, kicking off the episode because it's got that, like, sinister circus type feel to it. And that's the... Even though not every track we're gonna play today is gonna have that feel, um... That's the overall vibe I wanted to go with, but there are certain ones I wanted to play too that just, you know, wanted to be in the episode. But all right, Frank, that's enough jabbering from us. It's That's probably the longest intro we've done in a while, but it's been a while, so I guess it makes sense. Let's go ahead and kick to our first block of tracks here on the show. We're not changing up our format. We're still gonna stick to the three block track format because it's unique and I still really like the way it flows. So let's kick to these three, and then Frank and I will be right back afterwards. You're listening to Carnival Night Zone Act 2 from Sonic the Hedgehog 3, released February 2nd, 1994, composed most likely by Michael Jackson and his crew, but credits also to Sachio Ogawa, Tatsuyuki Maeda, and Jun Sonoi. You're listening to Clown Man from Mega Man 8, released January 1997, composed by Shusaku Uchiyama. You're listening to Hillbilly Burns from the Cave, released January 22nd, 2013, composed by Brian Minn. All right. That was some good stuff there closing out with with the cave. But let's let's talk about these in order, Frank. Starting things off, we had to include even though it's not really sinister, even though it's not really like evil clowns. I couldn't do around this time an episode on, you know, this type of music without having some representation from Carnival Night Zone in Sonic 3. It just had to be here. And we've already played Act One, so. Anytime we get Michael Jackson on these episodes, it's fine by me. And we don't know for sure that he composed this particular track. Yes, we do. No, no, this particular one. All of them. All of them. No, he, did, he didn't do all of them for sure. There was like, remember, there's like 12 composers or 15 composers on this soundtrack. There's like a million. That is true. So we know he didn't do them all. We don't know which ones he's responsible for. We know for sure he probably did several. But I don't know if this is one of the ones or not.
2: But
1: like, this is the typical carnival sound music you hear. Like it's
0: Right. And I wanted to include this one. And I put it first for a very specific reason. You know, it's not evil. It's not crazy. And if you notice, our first two tracks that we played are both not um, like sinister sounding at all. Uh, and that was by design. Like, I got those out of the way first the rest kind of are but um this one specifically came first because that melody you're kind of hearing there throughout that one of the like, first songs I learned to play on the piano too was it really yeah
1: it's it's, it's really That's awesome
0: but it's yeah. Yeah, well it's 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 simple a lot of a lot of things are but i mean that melody is just what a couple what is that seven different keys so i don't know might be somewhere around there but anyway, there's, some, there's some flats up in there there's some flats all over the place flats are the best wings i think over the drumsticks probably you like flats or drumsticks more
1: i do like flats the best
0: yeah flats are definitely superior um that melody is gonna kind of persist in a lot of the tracks that we hear on the episode today not identical to that, but that typical circusy theme, circusy trope music that you think of is going to be in a lot of the tracks that we're listening to. So that's why I put that one first.
1: Do, do you know the name of that tra- the song? It's, it's a very famous song. It's called Entry of the Gladiators. Is it really? That's a, that's a song that's been kind of settled on clowns forever. Huh, I didn't know that. And, I, and now, you know, It's it, it was uh, composed by Julius Fuckick. Is that true? I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong but there's like a special little umlaut thingy
0: over the sea. So I'm going with fucking <laughs> sometimes, you know, f- longtime listeners of the show know that, you know, Frank's facts are sometimes not it's necessarily a, true. It's legit. I, like, I, f- I can <laughs> look at you bringing back the liner notes on the episode as well. <laughs> Thanks, Tidbits. (laughs) Thanks, Tidbits. And then another track that really wasn't spooky at all. Actually, it's more vibrant and upbeat than anything. Um, But again, when I think clowns in video games and when I think clown music in video games, one of the first things that pop into my mind is... Mega Man 8 and Clown Man back on the PlayStation. Um, Frank, I know you have a lot more experience with Mega Man than I do, but this particular stage, which was the amusement park stage for Clown Man, was one of my favorites in Mega Man 8. I really enjoyed this entire area and the boss fight.
1: Mega Man 8 was a hard game, so it's
0: scary in the fact of how many times you probably heard this song from dying over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, Mega Man 8 was pretty challenging. And this was the last one before we got our modern, more, or you know, like I said, not modern anymore, but more recent Mega Man Nine and Ten back during the the last generations. That's isn't it crazy that you can't even say like, when did Mega Man Nine come out? Mega Man Nine was.
1: I feel like Mega Man Nine I played on <laughs> Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, so. That...
0: No, for sure, for sure, that was two thousand and eight, so you can't even say that's modern anymore. Like, it's Brian, mo- we're getting old. Mega Man 10 was 2010. that was before the PS Mega Man 10's not even modern anymore like you can't even say that and, and like you know back before you used to be like oh yeah the more modern Mega Man games no they're not they're not anymore they're now almost classic games at this point <laughs> but this track is very fun. I know again doesn't fit the theme that's why it's at the start but I wanted to include it it's a good piece of music. And I know it speaks highly of to, uh, to Frank's love of Mega Man.
1: Mega Man music is the best. If you really want to take through, we did actually did a couple episodes, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, I so believe far. we did in October actually. Probably uh, it was because three...
1: of different costumes.
0: There you go. Yeah, yeah. Like two or three years ago, we did two different episodes on Mega Man where we explored several different tracks across the entire series. Uh, it was definitely before Mega Man. 11 because that's the new one. That was a couple years ago, right? It was definitely before that yeah. one came out. So, uh but we closed out that block with kind of what in in setting the tone and I again, I chose this one on purpose because again, we're we're setting the tone for the rest of the episode here. Uh we went with Hillbilly Burns from The Cave, which you've played The Cave, right?
1: I have not played The Cave. One of the few One of the few games that I haven't played on this uh, list today.
0: Okay, well, I mean, that's fine. But The Cave is a great little adventure game that is done in the style of, like, Monkey Island and shit that you love. So I'm very shocked you haven't played this game.
1: If I gave you a list of games I haven't played, it would shock the hell out of
0: you.
1: Actually, no, it wouldn't, because I hardly play games anymore.
0: Yeah, but it was done by Double Fine, so you know it's good quality. Like, you know, Tim Schaefer does amazing things, and the soundtrack to this entire game is incredible. But what we have here with Hillbilly Burns is this, like, creepy, spooky, offsetting. Again, kind of what you expect to hear when you see, like, a pop-up traveling circus enter town. And, Frank, did you watch recently... It was, they, they, there was three episodes in 2019, and then they did three episodes last year in 2020, and I'm wondering if they're going to do more this year, but they kind of brought back Are You Afraid of the Dark on Nickelodeon. Did you watch those reboot episodes
1: I didn't, but
0: I have Paramount Plus, and I just saw them the other day, and I'm they're like, on there. They're on there. They are.
1: on there are i am like, I have to watch this. Like, so it's it's slated. I have a lot of horror that I'm be watching this month. Uh, it's Elvira's 40th. It's it's Elvira's 40th anniversary, so there's gonna be a lot of those kind of movies. It was how old horror. is
0: how old is Elvira?
1: I do not know, but it's her 40th anniversary of uh, hosting stuff. So
0: let's see. I, 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 also, is... I also have that I have that
1: 40th anniversary Funko Pop on pre-order, so so I think that's there.
0: She's seventy years old. It still looks good. Yeah, she looks great. She looks great for her age. But yeah, this 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 song,
1: like this track, has a bit of a Danny Elfman nightmare for Christmas. Very much so. To it. Very uh, much so.
0: Yeah. Composed by Brian by Brian Min. Brian Min, correct. Yeah, and this game is largely, you know, again, it was kind of during that PS3 360 era. Uh, It's on PC, uh, Android, iOS as well. But um, yeah, The Cave is a great game. I really enjoyed it. And I think you would like it too. It was pretty decently rated, if I remember correctly. Pretty decently rated.
1: It's point Um, and click?
0: For the most part. For the most part.
1: What the hell is wrong with my doctor's messing up ears? Um.
0: (laughs) The Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes, though, circling back around to that, the initial three, I don't know if what the most the three from last year were I haven't watched those yet I will I will watch those this Halloween season as well um, but the first three were actually about a sinister circus and it was really interesting and I thought they were really well done so I'm hoping that season two was good and it sucks that there are only three episodes I wish they would just bring back the old concept because it worked and it would still work to this day Bring me the original cast. I don't mind hearing an old Gary and Tucker telling stories. You know, Gary wanted to come back for the reboot, but they told him no.
1: That's messed up. You know why? It's it's
0: because he's Canadian. (laughs) It's because he's Canadian. (laughs) Oh, man. Let's kick to our next block of three tracks on the episode today. We have some good ones in this one, and then Frank, you and I will be right back after we listen to these. You're listening to Witchy World from Banjo-Tooie, released November 20th, 2000, composed by Grant Kirkhope. You're listening to Adam the Clown from Dead Rising, released August 8th, 2006, composed by Hideki Okugawa and Marika Suzuki. i listening to Wonky Circus from Wario World, released June 23rd, 2003, composed by Norio Hanzawa and Monaco Hamano. Joe Tui track that we kicked off the block with Witchy World. Grant How did Kukoko. we not play that? Well, I don't know. We haven't played a ton from Tooie. From Tooie. From We've played a decent amount from Kazooie and a, you know, a, a large amount from Tui, But, um, We've certainly played less from Tui than Kazooie. I'm actually looking at our spreadsheet here, which is severely outdated. I do need to go in and update it. But, you know, we've played at least three to one, four to one, Kazooie to Tui. So there's still a lot of tracks. And we did
1: a Grant Kirkhope
0: episode, if you guys want to dig to the archives. We did. We did. But there's still a lot of tracks that we can actually pick from and choose from Banjo Tui. And thank God this was one of them, because it does have that evil sinister circusy type feel that you're going to expect from from something like this i love the name witchy world this is actually it was a um a rather simplistic area. There wasn't a ton going on here, if you remember from Banjo Tooie. Like, it, it sort of was more, I guess, amusement park than, than circus, even though there was a circus feel to it as well. But there wasn't, like, it wasn't as, as expansive as some of the other areas that you saw in Tooie. There weren't as many collectibles. There wasn't maybe. maybe it, 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 it's, it's, cl- it's a closed down amusement park. Right. It was more of like a, a set piece or before yeah. set pieces were a thing type of... <laughs> but the music here, like I said, it's one of those that has always stuck in my mind when I think about evil circuses, evil clowns, video games. It, it's just been ingrained in my in my memory, this particular track. I love it, and it's Grant Kirkcope. I mean, we love Grant Kirkcope, so it's good stuff. Grant
1: Kirkcope 2 episodes going to come soon, one day, a couple years.
0: You know, I was actually thinking about that the other day, that, you know, as, as I was prepping... ...plans for us to return... ...there's going to be a point where we have to circle back around... ...and for our composer appreciations... ...do part twos. I don't think it'll be anytime soon... And who knows, with the way that this hiatus went and, you know, the ability that I see that, you know, the world <laughs> clearly doesn't need BG mania in their lives. Um, We might not be as round, around as long as I thought we might be at some point, but we want to keep going as long as as you want us to keep going. And as long as you're still listening, we'll keep going. When you stop listening, we'll probably stop. Keep going. We're like the, you're like our Bad or yep, see that doesn't. I was gonna say you're like the energizer to our bunny, but that doesn't really make a decent sounding sentence. So, oh well, I tried. It's one ten a.m. It's gonna be late. That's the thing. A lot of times now, what you're gonna get for BG Mania, you're gonna get Brian and Frank after hours, kind of sleepy, especially Brian, very sleepy because he gets up at eight o'clock in the morning now, and he's not used to it yet. So, so does
1: Frank? Because oh, do you really? Oh, I, I'm I'm an early early riser. Not nine, 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 nine a.m. If I'm being a real piece of shit.
0: Early to bed, early to rise.
1: No, not, no I just hardly sleep. That's the problem.
0: <laughs> I, I I operate I, I operate on five to six hours with the sleep. Yeah, see, six hours has been my average lately. And if I'm in bed here in the next hour, I'll get six. I don't plan on being in bed in the next hour. Unfortunately, we still have quite a ways to go. So let's move on to the next track that we had sandwiched there in the middle. I had this one specifically for you. We had a nice track paying homage to Adam the Clown from Dead Rising, starring a much better Frank.
1: You know what? I will say he's a much better Frank, but I think I have the bigger Franks
0: package. But wow.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week.
0: <laughs> do you remember this fight?
1: I do remember this fight. And I actually, like, when I listened to this, I, I was digging through the comments because, like, I remember this, and someone nailed it. Like, it's so much sadder when you realize that the reason he became a demented clown is because he watched his kids get torn apart by zombies.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, it's a lot of times clowns and the reason that people are are scared of clowns is because of... The tendency of you know potentially being murdered by one. What you think? What was his name? John? Was it John Wayne Gacy? John
1: Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, reason, the reason people are so scared of clowns is because it's the lack of emotion since the, the face is painted on.
0: Well, sure. It's 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 false stuff. Like nothing is really real. I guess. Right? Like their emotions. You know, they're meant to be.
1: How can mirrors be real if our eyes aren't real? Oh, I'm sorry. that's the wisdom Jaden Smith. <laughs>
0: Even though this is a track that is completely for an evil, sadistic, crazy-ass clown, doesn't really have that vibe, right? It's kind of different from what we're hearing on the episode. More like a dance club kind of deal. Yeah, more dance club, more techno, definite groovy. Um, you know, if it was maybe 15 years ago, I would have been, I would have been hitting the hitting the floor and dancing under the laser lights and trying to impress people. I got like a elite beat agents feel song by us. Ooh. Okay, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I could definitely hear that too. I like the track. It's it's really good. Back. They should bring that back someday. But this particular track is good. And uh Dead Rising, another good game to talk about and play, any of them, really, any of the numbered series, around Halloween time. So the perfect month for that. Perfect month for Dead Rising. And uh, the last track that we listened there to close out that particular block of music, we had to talk about the Wonky Circus, not necessarily Sinister, even though this track does kind of give off a little bit of something's not quite right vibes with this circus. And with the name Wonky Circus from Wario World, you know something's not quite right. And it's not in this level. And Frank, I know that you are a massive fan of not only wario but of wario world this game uh, one, composed, of my, one of my original gamecube games yeah and in this game coming out in gamecube or on gamecube in june of 2003 on the 23rd to be exact so and that was almost two years into the gamecube's life cycle did you got you but you got your gamecube late huh
1: no no no. i got my gamecube the day before it came out because they broke street release date and I got it like right then and there. But I, this is one of like when I say my original game games, I mean like the games that I had for the GameCube
0: physically. Oh, I got you. I get what you're saying. Okay. Uh, composed by Norio Hanzawa and Minoko Hamano. Um, I've always enjoyed the soundtrack to Wario World, and I've always enjoyed the game in general. I wish Nintendo would do something more modern for Wario in the 3D platforming style, like they do with Mario, and like we saw with the recent Nintendo Direct two weeks ago, like they're going to be doing with Kirby next year with the Forgotten, whatever it's called, Kirby in the Forgotten Lands or something. Um, That game looks dope. To my knowledge, the last time I've seen Wario in 3D
1: was the the DS version of uh, Mario 64.
0: Mario 64, yeah. And I think prior to that, it was this.
1: Unless you count the sports games, but i don't count the sports games.
0: Sure. And what's crazy is that, you know, on Metacritic, Wario World is sitting at a 71 out of 100, which isn't terrible, right? Like, that's above average. No, it
1: was so, a great game. It was absolutely, I, I love the Wario World games. I love Wario in general. I just beat the most recent Wario where.
0: Yeah. I haven't even played it yet. How long did it take you to beat it?
1: Hour and a half, maybe two hours.
0: Doing all the characters? Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate.
1: I, then again, there, there I mean we knew, it's, it's, we knew it's, it's, we knew
0: it was going to be short and it's meant to be played with friends right like it's not meant to be played I, yeah, I kind really, of so.
1: got robbed of the experience playing by myself
0: yeah well you get robbed of the experience playing with yourself all the time anyway so
1: no, that's the best experience of them all <laughs>
0: Yeah, I like this track. And, you know, with the wonky circus, you get you get that feeling that something's just not quite right. It's it's probably the best part of the game, quite honest. It's one of them for sure. And and it's probably one of my favorite actual video game. Or I'm not video game pieces of music in the game. Um, and, and, you know, and since we're talking about Wario, it makes me sad. Since earlier today, we had that uh, smash video, the last one that we're going to get from Sakurai. And our Final Smash character was revealed to be Sora from Kingdom Hearts, which is exciting, right? Like, that's super exciting.
1: It's, it is and it isn't. I kind of wish that his Final Smash did include, you know, Goofy and Donald.
0: There's not a lot of Disney references. They, they did have the Mickey emblem, but there's not a ton of, you know, actual ties to Disney. So I, I have a feeling that it was probably a bit more expensive if they wanted the more Disney aspects of it. So um, I was probably, I was hoping
1: for I was hoping for Doom Guy.
0: Well, he's part of a me costume, right? Like yeah. he's a me costume. He's there. He gets to walk hand in hand with Isabel. Now I did see the memes of that. I um, want I want, the, I want the chief. Uh Chief, obviously, it was a lot. That was a big request. Obviously, everybody was praying and hoping for Waluigi.
1: Actually, my, my biggest request, and they they've referenced it. I want I want the Goku. It was the, it was the, it was the number one request when they did the poll.
0: But they couldn't do it for like licensing and logistic reasons I, um, uh, I
1: think. They, they have a, a relationship with Bandai Namco so like, I don't know why
0: well, yeah I don't know but Wario's still there in Smash and Wario of course with Wario World we need wow. another Wario game we need another 3D platforming Wario game we need one like I said now that we're getting a Kirby game that's completely 3D in the vein of like a, a 3D uh, 3D uh, Super Mario 3D World that was what I was trying to say in the vein of that game uh, we need something new with Wario I think it would sell on the Switch. Enough people own a Switch now that a Wario game would sell. So make it happen, Nintendo. Make it take I'll even take a Wario and Luigi like Mar-
1: uh, Mario and Luigi kind of game.
0: Like a like a Wario and Wario RPG. Yeah. Or or not necessarily an RPG because it would have to be a parody of Mario and Luigi RPGs. That'd be Dude, like. Dude, no, you, Wario, you, you, you Wario and Luigi. No,
1: you stumbled on it. Wario RPG. Done. Make it happen. Yeah,
0: I'd play it. That'd Come on, on,
1: Square. Come on, Square. I got this.
0: And I'd play it. <laughs> all right let's jump to another block of three tracks here we got some really good stuff frank i I think you're going to be pretty excited about one of them so uh we'll be right back after we listen to these three this is kyle and one day you can be too every friday i host what is soon to be your favorite podcast The Media Files. Me and one of my best friends talk about pop culture happening so that you don't look like an uncultured swine during those boring water cooler conversations. Laughs are shared, tears are cried, and sometimes we have really interesting special guests that you might be familiar with. Download The Media Files wherever you download podcasts, and remember, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later. You're listening to The Clown from Dead by Daylight released June 14th, 2016, composed by Michael F. April. You're listening to Circus from Thimbleweed Park, released March 30th, 2017, composed by Steve Kirk. You're listening to Main Theme, otherwise known as Sweet Tooth Theme, from Twisted Metal, the reboot. Released February 14th, 2012. Composed by Larry LaDonde, Dan Monti, and Greg Trippi. content here at RPG Era, formerly Level Down Games, obviously, knows that I, as well as Frank, you, used to dabble in. Justin's a big fan of. Sean as well. Kyle, too. Dead by Daylight. So... I've been dying to get back into that, too. They've, they've actually done a lot of really cool updates. They just added Pinhead, like, three weeks ago or two that's
1: weeks why ago. I, that's why I want to get back in. He's he's, he's like probably one of my all-time favorite killers. Like, and they're like, actually... In the
0: Sure, yeah. I know you don't mean NDBD. I'm I'm, I'm I'm
1: assuming they call him the Cenobite?
0: Yes, that is correct.
1: There you go. Okay.
0: And his his gameplay is like, you know, he whips you with whatever. He uses the chains or shit or whatever. And um, he has like this box that will spawn on the map and you have to go... To the box and like solve it or whatever, but it's just like working on a generator. You're not actually like solving anything. You're just okay. watching a progress bar go. But he can morph to that box if it's not solved or something like that. I haven't quite figured out exactly how he works. I haven't played a lot of DVD myself in in a, in a while either. But they actually have another update coming out later this month that uh, is adding a new survivor because there was no survivor added alongside head. It was just him. So later in October there's another update where they're adding a survivor and she is a witch. And she looks really cool. So I might actually switch to her and I might get back into DVD. Justin's been playing a lot more recently. I've been actually trying to uh, to talk Sean into jumping in too. It's been something I want to get back we into. He sucks. Sean's pretty good. I'm just Sean's saying that, I'm one of the sucks. Yeah, we use you as run around bait. <laughs> I know what I'm good at. But I had, to have, I had to have the clowns theme from Dead by Daylight in the episode where we're talking about evil clowns. Uh, one of the evilest clowns, probably, in, in the episode today, he just wants to kill you and chop your fingers off. And, and throw bottles you know, at you. Yeah, exactly. One, you know, <laughs> think of what his, um, you know, what his mori is when he, like, actually chops off your finger. Like, like the guy's just insane, dude. He's a creepy, crazy-ass evil clown. And this music just gives that vibe off. And, and I love it because it's original, right? Like, composed by McKellie Brill. Um, it's got this, like, sort of, kind of in the background. You can sort of tell, like, maybe this is circusy vibes. But... It's like a dark carnival. It's, right. It's very slow. It's very sinister. It's... It's it's Dark Carnival, right. It really is. It's just Miss and Shaggy Too Dope and Violent J and Jump Steady. <laughs> you
1: forgot Nate the Mac.
0: <laughs> and then all the ones that came after. So many after.
1: The Cobras, the X-Men accounts, everybody with clown love. Even Seth's we never heard of. I mean, I've never listened to
0: ICP song. Huh? I mean, I've listened to all a ton. And what's great is that, you know, even with ICP still out there being around, I was always more of a fan of Twisted. Um, I I always thought they were more talented in terms of musical ability and rapping skills, and Twisted Devo, actually. Diplo is one
1: of my favorite gang of all time, though you know.
0: Well, they are. Are they actually an officially recognized gang?
1: Some places consider them a gang.
0: Probably. Uh, I I was always a bigger fan of Twisted, and they're more popular. Or I wouldn't say more popular, but they're more. Prele- relevant, that's not It that actually is a word, but I was trying to say relevant in 2021, because they are out there releasing new music under their name as well as new supergroup stuff like East Coast Ninjas, which I actually showed you a video of that, like a, a couple months ago, and it yeah. was actually like really good <laughs> <laughs> so you know they don't call them they don't call their fans juggalos though because they're not part of the, the hatchet like record whatever it's called anymore like they broke uh, off psychopathic records come on now yeah well frank i don't remember everything and again it's one i I I, my...
1: I I i unfortunately do
0: <laughs> but they they have their own record label now they're not part of icp stuff like they're not friends i don't know what happened but um, Moving on to Thimbleweed Park, a nice pixelated game that I really do enjoy. I love this circus track here. You talk about you know dark carnival sounding and that kind of stuff. This, even though it's more slightly upbeat than what we heard there in, in the clown from Dead by Daylight, again you you ha- especially when we get like about a minute in and you get it, that like, like the downtown. Yeah, the downtone, and then like it's not really a synth, but there's that like, uh, v- v- like vibration or whatever in the background of the music. It really feels like I don't know, man, like twisted, and again, like just something not being right. I love this track. Have you played Thimbleweed Park? I have not. I think it's on some service. I don't know what service. But it's on some service. This is another point and click that I think you'd actually really enjoy.
1: How am I missing out on these bangers?
0: I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And especially point and click games. You know, a, a genre that you hold very near and dear to your heart. I'm not quite sure how you're missing out. You need to step up your game. Literally step up yeah, your game.
1: Yeah, 20 bucks on Steam. That's not bad. Hopefully you can find on Switch though. That's not bad.
0: Uh, And we closed out that block with one, Frank, that I know you absolutely enjoyed from the 2012 reboot of Twisted Metal. My boy, Sweet Tooth. Yeah, Sweet Tooth, composed by Larry LaDonde, Dan Monty, and Greg Trippi. Um, Very rocking track here. And, you know, we, we had to have some sort of metal take and a metal rendition. Of, uh, of that, you know, typical circus-y... What'd you, call, what'd you say it was called? March of the Valkyries? No, that's Dan O'Brien. Uh, um, Brian Danielson, sorry.
1: The, no, no, it's like the entrance of the Gladiators.
0: Entrance of the Gladiators. The, this is that, that metal cover of it. It's so good.
1: <laughs> as, as I've grown up and become an adult, unfortunately, I've I thrown away most of my toys
0: or given them away. I only you, have... Would we consider you as an adult now? I'm almost 40. Um... Well, you've gotten a lot more responsible over the over the last several years.
1: Shit, more over the past few months, too. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: I only own three action figures now, believe it or not. Uh, and one of them is Sweet Tooth. Like He's in he's a nice, prevalent spot in my room. See? Yeah, That's so
0: you right? used the word correctly and I did not. Nobody will ever beat us. Like There's something about you and I together on the mic that just works.
1: I'm magic on the stick, yo.
0: And I'm magic with the stick. No. And we're
1: done.
0: <laughs> not really. <laughs> what, what's the other two action figures that you still have?
1: I have a, a Thor and I have a Joker. Real Joker. Real Joker, not bullshit Persona Joker.
0: Okay. Well, bullshit Persona Joker is probably better. It's
1: probably more expensive. So. Um,
0: yeah, probably is. Um, did you see the rumors that Twisted Metal would be uh, potentially coming back because of the new TV show that's in production over at Sony?
1: That would be cool. I did hear about the TV show, so... so. Um, yeah,
0: there's there's rumors that a new game is going to be in development that will kind of launch somewhere around the time the TV show does, whether that's, you know, 2003, 2004, I don't know. But the game's still years away. But uh, I would like to see Twisted Metal come back in some form. And when it does, I hope it's more akin to, like, you know, the originals back on the PlayStation.
1: Yeah. Um, this is, Honestly, if they come back, even if it's mediocre, I know I'll buy it day one because I'm just...
0: I'm, I'm a fanboy for this whole series. As long as it's not like WWE Crash... <sighs> what was it called? WWE Crash? Was it Crash Course or something like that? It was It was their
1: um, Devolution Derby game.
0: W- Crush Hour. Crush Hour. Crush Hour. What a crappy game. Just like a crappy company. <laughs> Go support AEW and check out Blood Destroyers.
1: Yeah. Check check out AEW. Uh, you can be a general manager. It's uh, on Android and iOS.
0: Oh, true. AEW does have that video game on uh, on iOS and Android. And soon they're going to have one on uh, home consoles that hopefully we'll be able to play some music from here on the podcast when and if it does come out. So that'll be exciting. Uh, Frank, we are getting ready to close this episode out, though. Our return episode of the podcast and our first episode of the spooky month of October 2021 focusing on evil clowns and circuses. But we still have one block of music to go before we close things out. So... Let's jump to these final three tracks minus our playout track. My favorite track happens to be in this block of music, and you'll probably guess which one it is as soon as you hear it. We'll be back to talk about these right after this. You're listening to The Jester from Nightmare Circus, released December 1996, composed by Kurt Harland, Jim Hedges, and Andy Armour. (laughs) You're listening to Jack in the Box from Castle of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse, released September 3rd, 2013, composed by Shigenori Kamiya and Grant Kirk. You're listening to Dulmagus from Dragon Quest VIII Journey of the Cursed King, released November 15th, 2005, composed by Koichi Sugiyama. Alright, coming back in, we just, uh, listened to or started that block out with a little jester from Nightmare Circus on the Sega Genesis, glad we're able to get a little representation from the Genesis on the episode today, I always like that Genesis sound, you know that, but Nightmare Circus, I'm not gonna lie to you, never heard of this game till I started looking into this episode topic.
1: Isn't that like a tour where people do like motorcycle tricks?
0: Uh, no, that's Nitro Circus, oh. not Night, not Nightmare Circus, and when I was—God, you were so stupid—when I was looking into Nightmare Circus, it is highly regarded as one of the worst games to release on the Sega Genesis.
1: Wow, it's right there with Bubsy, huh?
0: Yep, right up—well, Bubsy's not terrible. Yes, it is. Go to oh. Bubsy. Most people thought this game was released in an unfinished state. I guess this game is just an absolute mess. But The, ag-
1: the agony of uh, Genesis.
0: The, the agony of agony. The game that you were so excited for, and then it just didn't work.
1: <laughs> the, the, the game that if Brian told me 20 minutes earlier, it wouldn't
0: have opened and would have returned. Yep, that's unfortunate, too. Uh, this actually was released in, the, in North America, not even physically. It was done via the Sega Channel, so... Uh, the Sega Channel. But when, when they would shoot you games over your cable line. Now they do that via streaming services yeah. like Xbox Game Pass and PlayStation Now, which are way better than the Sega Gen, uh, the Sega Channel. But the Sega Channel, you know, way ahead of its time, had a great idea, great concept. But Microsoft came along and we're like, going to show, we're, they're just going to be like, hey, this is how you do it correctly, and no one's going to apparently ever do it better. Game Pass is an amazing Stadia. service.
2: Something
1: went right wrong. <laughs> That's crazy, because my my wake word on that is Ziggy, and I didn't say anything close to that.
0: Nope, you sure didn't. You said Stadia, and it went off, so. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this Jester track here, you you get that Genesis sound. Uh, I listened to a large portion, and you said you did, too, because you didn't even know what part of this entire thing to listen to, because we have the whole soundtrack here available in front of us. Yeah. the other portions of the soundtrack are not that great like it's not super strong and i wouldn't even say that this jester track is amazing but i like the way that it sounds and this was composed by kurt harland jim hedges and andy armor jim hedges is a name that i remember he we've talked about him quite often in these like early episodes or I'm not sorry early episodes but episodes where we focus on early music from like the late 80s to the mid 90s I feel like he was involved in a lot of obscure projects back then so um, but yeah that's Nightmare Circus we also had, speaking of the Sega Genesis, even though we weren't playing the Sega Genesis version, we were actually playing the remake of Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse. We had the jack-in-the-box music. Do you remember this fight, dude, where you were running around on that platform and this, like, crazy freaking jack-in-the-box is just chasing you around? I really enjoyed this fight. This,
1: this is one of my favorite Genesis games of all time.
0: Yeah, this is one of my definite favorite Genesis games, too. I think the remake was wonderfully handled Um, In the soundtrack, too, like for the remake was so beautifully well done. We've played a lot of music from Castle of Illusion on BG Mania, and for good reason. I mean, it's a damn good game with a great soundtrack. But, you know, getting Grant Kirkhope to work on a lot of the tracks for the remake that was released on the PS3 and the 360 and PC, it was like a dream come true. I know for, for fans of his and for probably him as well, for getting to work on such a game like this. But a track in a track like this, you can definitely hear that like classic Grant Kirkhope type of a sound, right? Like it sounds kind of like Banjo Kazooie, even though it's not. It kind of sounds like Donkey Kong, even though it's not. Oh, Shit, y- y- it kind of y- sounds sh- like kind of sounds like ukulele. Kind of sounds like Mario Rabbits. Like he has a very distinct sound. I love the usage of the trombone in this track. That you know, it's just it's so well done. And for a boss fight that was so well done, I'm glad that we were able to include it in an episode like this. And you get that again. You get that. It's not sinister, but there's just a hint of evil in this track. You need just more Mickey hint. Mouse games? Just a hint. We do need more Mickey Mouse games. I was actually thinking about that um, more recently. Like, if you think back to, like, the NES, the SNES, that Mickey era of, of console. Dude, there were Mickey Mouse games all the time, and there were Disneyland games, and games based off of that. Uh, I think it would be cool to get another Disneyland-like theme park-style game, not necessarily the one that we had where you were like walking around and taking part in the That was awful. But I, I, I like, played it
1: for tw- I played it for twenty minutes because it was on Game Pass, and I was like, uh, "This is not." Yeah, and make- you
0: probably took a poop on it afterwards because it sucked. But if we could get like Frontier or a studio like that to make a new theme park simulator that was branded and endorsed by Disney and had a lot of their attractions and rides and you know you could actually create new things and it could get creative and wacky and I think it would be an amazingly high seller like come on um, let's get Rockstar Toronto on that that's just me Rockstar Toronto yeah. What? They're they're making GTA trilogy remasters and GTA online and that's it that's what they're doing uh, we closed out that block of music with perhaps my favorite piece of music on the episode today, if you couldn't tell. Doolamagus, the great battle in the vast sky from Dragon Quest VIII, Journey of the Cursed King. Doolamagus, if you've never seen him, he's the uh, the big bad, the evil villain of, of Dragon Quest VIII. And he's very Kefka-like in nature. Kefka from, from Final Fantasy VI, obviously. He's got this jester... Evil clown like makeup and suit on. He walks around with this staff that has like it's it, fuck. It's like a snake head or something. I'm trying to remember exactly what's on it. But he's always been this like crazy over the top evil clown. That anytime he appears, you know business is about to pick up. To borrow a line from Jr., you know things are it is, going.
1: It is the most typical. Uh, Akira Toriyama face, you know, he does all the Dragon Quest. Absolutely, quests, yes. It's it's, it's 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 literally the the same face he uses for um, all of the villains. Su- and- I, I, I believe it's I believe it's Supreme
0: Kai, um, or Elder Kai. It's one of the two Kais. You can tell his work. I mean, it's it's fairly obvious, but he's so good at it, right? Like, I, I, I'm not knocking it. Huge fan. Yeah. And Koichi Sugiyama, right? The the freaking godfather of Dragon Quest music and... Well, literally Dragon Quest. I mean, he's been doing it for years and will do it till the day he passes away. The man, let's not forget, is 90 years old as of this year. So, the big 9-0. That's freaking amazing. Uh, Koichi Sugiyama really is really special. And, And this track here shows a lot of his versatility as it goes through the movements. This track is over seven minutes long. And it feels like a full symphony at times, but it's such a freaking gorgeous piece of music. You know, you get feelings of, of that circus style. You get feelings of what might remind you of some sort of like evil clown, but there's so much more going on here as well. It's a great piece of music. Nah man, That, that, that was a good one to close it out, but it ain't the last track, baby! It's not the last track, we will have a closeout track as we usually, typically, always. It's never it's never a not there. We always have a closeout track. And uh, we're going to be closing out the episode once Frank and I are done speaking here with a track from a game that is somewhat recent. It's from Fearmonium, which came out back in May of this year. Frank, I think this is another game that you would really enjoy. That's uh, one, well, okay, us three reasons. Three reasons. One reason it's got a cool name. The second reason it is a Metroidvania. And the third reason, it deals with psychedelics. I never do drugs. All things I know you enjoy. Much like the reason that I'm so enthralled with Psychonauts 2 and, you know, that was so in love with... um, What was that other game we just played? The Artful Escape... Uh, games like that are so amazing. Fearmonium, very similar to all that, very weird art style, but it does, you know, rely heavily on that psychedelic stuff and the Metroidvania atmosphere. But its soundtrack is very well done. And the in the and the closeout track, a the Sale of Clowns, which um, is not quite the March of, of the Gladiators. Is that what you said it was called?
1: Yes, that's not, not exactly the same thing.
0: Not, not quite the same thing, but um, and not even quite similar, but I like their take on it because it starts out very evil and sinister sounding, but then it morphs into like an almost hip-hop vibe, right? Like, it's hip-hop mixed with synth mixed with horror, Clowns and, and it's and very, very well done. It's very well done and a great way to end the episode. I really enjoy this track, and it's not even that long, so the perfect closeout track And the perfect episode, I think for our return to BG Mania. Hopefully we can keep this going. We have a a great episode length here. Uh, I I think this is probably the first major real episode you and I have sat down and done in in quite some time, so this has been a lot of fun. We actually did a lot of things the old way that we used to, and I think the content and quality will show that. So this should hopefully have been fun, and hopefully, Frank, this is not the last time you'll hear us over the next two months. Hopefully we'll be back next week with another episode episode somehow focused on spookiness because it's October. Fingers crossed. Don't hold your breath. Fingers crossed. Don't hold your <laughs> breath because you never know what will happen. We missed a lot of things. We missed a composer appreciation because we weren't back in time. So we're going we to. The, squeeze that, in. the one
1: I wanted to do the most. Yeah.
0: I know. I think we're going to have to squeeze into um, the next time. So in December, we're going to have back to back composer appreciation episodes Um, I I think to make up for the one that we skipped, because I don't like that we skipped it, so uh, we'll we'll somehow make it right. But for now, Frank, I think it's time that we get on out of here and go to bed because it's late.
1: It's late. It's 2 o'clock in the morning by you. Uh, I just want to give a big shout out to Bozo
0: and Krusty and Ronald McDonald. Nothing from any of the McDonald's games on the episode today. Nothing from the McDonald's games. I thought about it. I did think about it. I had thought about including Ronald because, I guess, in theory, he could be considered an evil clown. But you know, didn't didn't Bozo pass away? Like the actor that played Bozo the clown, oh, like yeah. a long time ago. A long time ago. In
1: fact, the first one was Willard Scott. Little fun fact. There you go. You couldn't be G-Mania for the music. You live with facts.
0: Well, the the Bozo the clown that was um, alive uh, when we were. Like in the '90s, like that bozo. Was that still the same bozo?
1: No, no, absolutely not. All our, all our favorite clowns are, 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 are you know, sadly dying. You know, big ups to Doink.
0: Big ups to Doink. He's still alive, isn't he? Dead to me.
1: It's nice to be back. It's nice to be here
0: in the RPG era. In the RPG era. Make sure you go check us out at RPGera.com. Everything is up and running. It doesn't look amazing yet, but everything is up and running. Um, The pictures for the old posts aren't populated, but anything that was new that was added, all the backup stuff that we got going on, those images are all working. But if you look at our older stuff from, say, like a couple months ago and beyond, it might look a little funky, and I don't know when and if I'll ever have time to get that cleaned up, but... um, yeah, we are back. Hopefully we stay back, but for now, that is unfortunately going to bring us to the close of the show for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania, made possible of course by RPGera.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes when we do them, hopefully regularly again, to bgmania at leveldowngames.com. That is still the correct email address, even though we are using RPGera.com. I know it's confusing. Just use it. If you like video game music, and more importantly, you like us and want to help grow the show, check the description box for ways you can do just that. While you're there, make sure you click that link to join our Discord community. Taking us out of this episode, we're going to be taking a listen to Sale of Clowns from Fearmonium. Released May 20th, 2021 composed by Expect Amwar. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.